Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hello, family, and welcome to the Thursday edition. I am Kay, and I am joined with Stephanie. Hello, hello. And we are excited to be here to share once again with our podcast family all of the things that we want to share. (laughs) (laughs) I always have big dreams for the intro, and then somehow I get to the last word. And boom. But hey, you've come to love our antics because you've joined us again. So (laughs) you are fully aware of what you're in for. That's just a little piece. So you've been forewarned. Yes. Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we are almost at this wonderful time of year where we reflect and remember um, and share in the celebration that is... Palm Sunday is coming up. I can't wait. This is my turn to teach children's church, so I'm scouring my backyard for palm leaves. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Listen, uh, the the Sunday school teachers of New Philadelphia, um, they bring their A game. <laughs> I see some of the um, props and the things that they're doing, um, the activities, and I'm like, man, they are really bringing it. So the kids are getting um, just a wonderful experience and haven't missed a step, and that's awesome. That's really awesome. So kudos to the teachers, uh, the Sunday school teachers and children's church teachers, because um, you guys are really bringing it. That's right. But we have only one more week of the virtual Sunday school because drum roll, we'll be back in service. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you haven't heard, uh, if you need a place to fellowship for Easter, you can join us uh, at Lake Vista. Um, We'll be there probably bright and early, uh, ready to celebrate. So our king. Yes. Celebrate our king. Man. Shall we go before the Lord? Yes. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to uh, see you at work in this earth, see you at work in our personal lives, um, and most of all, just to join you at work uh, in this great commission that you've charged us with to go and to reach and to teach um, and to share the good news of salvation. Father God, we are just excited to have this conversation Uh, be offered as a sacrifice, Lord God, to you, that all the words we speak, all the thoughts, may they be pleasing to you. Um, May they just be in honor of you. May they speak of your name, of your wonderful works, and of your goodness to us, Father God. Um, May we build up your kingdom. May we uh, keep our hands to the plow and just do it all to the glory of your son, Jesus. We thank you. We glorify you. And we give you these gifts in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name amen so if you've been with us for a while you should already know what we're talking about (laughs) prayer okay but not just the now I lay me's not the wham bam 
Jesus wept, let's eat. We have been getting into the 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 deep um, mechanics, the the nooks and crannies, and the 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 giving you the TED level talk <laughs> of how to bump up your prayer life. Um, and I, I'm just so happy to be on this journey with Stephanie because I think uh, just through our conversations of what it means to kind of just be open and, and you know, say, hey, I, I want my prayer life to be better. I think that is like the first step in, what do they say? Acknowledging you have mm-hmm. a problem. <laughs> Amen. So I feel like if you're quietly back there, like, I don't volunteer to pray because I don't want to sound crazy or whatever, then, hey, in your anonymity, you can listen in and get the confidence that you need to know that, hey, prayer is not something um, that you you have to be apprehensive about. It's one of those things that we boldly get to approach the throne of grace and we actively get to petition our savior uh sing his praise cry out for help oh Um, yes you know whatever it is you got to do like hey prayer is the way to 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 get it done so and he's just waiting for us to come to him he he knows we you know either we're you know whether it is we are shouting for joy or we want to tell him about our day. Cause it, listen, it doesn't always have to be that we're like, I got to come to him to tell him about how awful my day was. Right. It's not what it's about, but t- sharing with him um, about your, your, your full day, the, the good, the bad, the indifferent, tell him when something good has happened, you know, not that he doesn't already know it, but he wants that time with us. He wants that relationship with us. Um, and, and just the opportunity for him to, to speak back to us, to acknowledge. He says in all our ways, acknowledge him. That's right. And and to, to acknowledge and say, hey, God, this happened to me today. This was awesome. Thank you so much. You know, and really share those things that um, he's doing in our lives and share and rejoicing. And That's right. um, it just continues to build the relationship. But just understanding the different parts of the prayer and the different parts of um, because remember the tabernacle. All those things that were done um, in Exodus, in Leviticus, all those things, the law, all of that um, is representative of Jesus Christ. That's right. And it, so it helps us to better understand as we study this, who it gives us more about his character, who mm-hmm. he is, what he did for us on the cross. And it just brings it all together. And that's why I love the scripture where it says, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to uphold the law That's right. because this is exactly what he's doing. So I'm excited. Okay. I always say that I'm excited. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> the candlestick. We are past the gates. We're washed and cleansed at the labor, preparing ourselves um, to offer our bodies, which we know from jump, we are sinful and we're in need of cleansing. So acknowledging that, doing that, the washing with the word, um, recognizing that we could have ulterior motives that we want God to check and, and we're presenting ourselves to, to be checked. Once we've done that, 
Then we can move to the next piece of furniture, which it was a seven-branched golden candlestick. So you might be thinking, what do, what do we need with a candlestick? Well, that candlestick, that fire represents the Holy Spirit, which we absolutely need to do anything in the earth realm. <laughs> to, to wake up and start your day, you need the Holy Spirit. To go to your job, to, to even get in your car to travel to your job, you need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. He is... And we're, we're going to read Isaiah chapter 11 to, to, to give you, not, not Kay's versions, not Stephanie's version, but we want to give you the real deal, holy feel <laughs> on <laughs> who the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is. Uh, so Isaiah, verse 1 reads, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Who are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus. Jesus is that shoot that has come from the stump of Jesse, i.e. the the lineage lineage of David. He is the fulfillment of that Davidic covenant that said, a ruler shall come from David that will reign forever and ever. So the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon Jesus the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, when I first read this, I was like, oh, they're just, these are all synonyms. They're just giving you different names for the Holy Spirit. But no, it's so much richer than that. These are activities or functions or evidences or proofs um, of the Holy Spirit being at, at full work or in full measure in the person of Jesus Christ. And guess what, y'all? He's at work in us too. So if we understand these seven functions, I feel like we can lean and press and put more pressure on the spirit to to be active and at work in our lives. And, I, and, and if I could just read something, because... Um, that, that references Isaiah 2, when it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, it says that is the Holy Spirit would empower him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's talking about empowering him at um, at baptism. And it references Matthew uh, 3, 16 through 17. Um, and it says for it'll empower him for his work, which would be characterized by wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge. And I know we all, I don't know about you, Kay, but I would l- want the, the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord to rest upon me, to empower me, yes. right, for the work um, that he's purposed me to do. And that, and that being characterized by wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge, and let me not forget, and the fear of the Lord. Yes. Amen. So I just I thought that just was um, and just stood out to me. Empower him, rest upon him, get him ready to do right. Ready for his work, not just for, you know, our our material gain or not just for our selfish gain. You know what I mean? Our self-centered gain, but for his work. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I think about now. 
before, you know, when we talk about the era of the Holy Spirit, you know, people before Christ or, or before Christ died and, and sent the Holy Spirit, you could not be full of the Spirit. Like it could rest on you to do a particular job or for a, a particular um, moment in time. I think about um, David when, when um, what is that? When he would play the harp um, for uh, Saul. Saul. Yes. And, you know, they would talk about, uh, how it would just, you know, his his playing, you know, it would be as if the, the Holy Spirit like fell and, and, you know, crazy Saul, he would for a moment be lucid or whatever. So <laughs> I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> if you read in Sam, 2 Samuel. <laughs> crazy Saul. <laughs> But that that was the only experience that up till, um, you know, the Holy Spirit coming uh, at Pentecost that people had. They they could see people prophesy and say, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit was with him. And I've got these air quotes because they were able to do something at that moment in that season. At that time, uh, they were empowered. But to have it rest on you like now we're talking the dove coming down, sealing and making a mark like, hey, not only am I resting, like coming, but I'm, I'm here to abide. I like that word because mm-hmm. we talk so much about it in our opening days. But I'm, I'm not here just to visit. I'm here to live. I'm here to take up residence. I'm, I'm, I'm here to to be a part um, and, and commit to to doing life with, you know? So I, I like just that, that, that promise, um, to be sealed with the Holy spirit to me is just this, this great confidence builder that, Hey, I'm not alone, that I have this inside of me and it only needs to be activated, that my faith only needs to be stirred up. And I only need to, you know, crucify my flesh and my pride and know that, when I lean and depend on the Holy Spirit, the character, the characteristics that we're talking about will be evident in my life. I'll, I will see wisdom. I will see understanding. Mm-hmm. I will see might. And I, and, and just I keep reading stuff, and, and Come on. I don't know. We like when you um, go down. I know. Holes. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it just speaks to me um, reading something and it says he is characterized by the fear of the Lord and has delight in it. Um, and it says just as his people should. So Jesus, he is characterized by the fear in the Lord and delight in it. Just as his just as we should to fear God is to respond to him in awe, trust, obedience and worship. Is that not what we've talked about in prayer? Mm-hmm. How do we respond to him? How do we approach him? What is our posture? Right? Yeah. And and understanding that these the 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 what the Holy Spirit um, when it rests upon him, when it rests upon us, what does that mean? And because the fear of the Lord is the last thing that it says in there in that in that uh, scripture. Right. It says wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Am I right? That's right. OK, so 
it goes back to our posture, you know, to respond to him in awe, trust, obedience, and worship. Mm. Amen. So, okay. All right. Back to you. (laughs) So... We, if every day we're going to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, let's just go through those seven names that uh, were named in um, Isaiah 11 and talk about, you know, what these benefits, these great benefits that we have and what they are and how we can see them or use them. So first, the Spirit of the Lord. Um, And I reference the scene in the Gospels where Jesus was being baptized. um, And at that time, I think it should remind us that we are to worship and honor the Lord. The spirit of the Lord um, coming at that moment when he was being baptized, I I think of um, just our confession of faith, uh, realizing that in order to be baptized, in order to make that public proclamation that, you know, I am his and he is my Lord and Savior, that we had to, you know, first receive that gift, that, that wonderful gift of salvation. So worship and honoring the Lord um, mm-hmm. is the first hallmark, I think, of being characterized or, or filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, the spirit of wisdom. So when we think of wisdom, we think about the ability to organize or to make complex things simple. Um, I think of all the wonderful proverbs that speak to us about wisdom, um, about just being, fearing the Lord, how it's the beginning of that wisdom and and how, you know, wisdom isn't just knowledge. I always think about that. There's like, there's a lot of synonyms. And I always, I'm like, you use the same words, but each word is not the same. That's why we have to use our uh, concordances when Mm -hmm. we talk about wisdom, knowledge, understanding, like those are very different. We might use them interchangeably in our normal vernacular, but when we talk about uh, what the Bible, what the, the Greek and the Hebrew of those words, it's it's very specific. Um, and I, I did not. I thought I had some definitions in front of me. <laughs> did I take your paper? No. Wait. No, I don't you gave me something. Might be on there. Is it any? I think. No. No, but we'll keep going. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Because (laughs) that's some homework for my podcast friends. (laughs) Know the difference. (laughs) So the spirit of understanding. I think about um, when we're understanding, the spirit can give us vision um, in all areas, whether it's related to our our profession or our ministries or our families. Building on that understanding is something that you can pray. Ask of the Holy Spirit and he will give. He will give you. Knock. Seek. Ask. Wait, what was it? A-S-K. Ask. Seek. Knock. And he will answer. He will give. The spirit of counsel. And it's I that's the ability to make sound decisions. Ooh. Say, there's wisdom in counsel. You know, asking more than one person. (laughs) All you single ladies. (laughs) The spirit of might. That references boldness and energy and strength. 
We need the spirit of might so that we won't grow weary in our well-doing. That's something we can ask the Holy Spirit for, and he will give us the spirit of might because it is him. The spirit of knowledge, that is competence, the know-how. Many of you are asking for the know-how on how to pray, and the spirit of knowledge will give you that know-how. Um, and then the fear of the Lord, which is awareness of his presence. My goodness, how sensitive we want to be to his presence because it will tell us where to go, how to get there, what to do, when to do it, um, just by being discerning of his presence and where he is. And um, all of those things is made up as Jesus, as that rest upon him, is why he's called the wonderful counselor, mm -hmm. right? He uses wisdom, knowledge. That knowledge is really understanding or, or know, knowing who God is, knowing um, the principles that he's uh, directed for us to live our lives and acknowledging that and living by those principles, right? Counsel, like you said, um, the the just giving uh I don't want to use the same word in the sentence. I was about to say giving good counsel. That's not what I meant. Um, but uh, just advice, counselor, like the Holy Spirit is, he's called wonderful counselor, right? Um, no, excuse me. Jesus is called a wonderful counselor. Uh, Jesus tells us he's going to leave us a counselor, that's right? That's right. Someone that is going to lead, that's going to guide, give us good advice. Um, so all of those words that spirit the the spirit that rests upon him that this is why we call jesus the wonderful counselor i don't know why i'm tongue-tied today y'all but i am but just bear with me because i think it's a lot in my brain that i'm trying to you know make sure i give you what i'm supposed to give you and um trying trying not to get it all jumbled so um but yeah that all these words and like you said yeah they we sometimes we use them kind of interchangeably and some of them as i look at the blue letter bible mm -hmm. um it it says that similar synonyms you know skill you know when you talk about knowledge when you talk about wisdom skillful um because um and, and I, I liken it to I love the scripture that says he who wins souls is wise yes. because it is wise to win souls. But also there needs to be some wisdom in how you go about winning souls. Right. right. And and so there is some skill there is. So those words are um, interchangeable a little bit. But having all of those um, is it goes back to the is a completeness. Right. Right. And. Um, in, in order to do or accomplish God's purpose for us. Amen. And you mentioned, I don't know if we had talked about this, but the candlestick, that that was the only source of light mm -hmm. inside um, the tabernacle, tabernacle yeah. here. And I mean, that in and of itself is symbolic because when we think about um, the Holy Spirit being a revealer, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, there are great, there are so many things we don't know. We don't know what we don't know until the Holy Spirit with the light of revelation shows it to us. So 
And the scripture says, be a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Right. Yeah. Light of the world. Jesus is. And that's why I say this all points back to, to Jesus. Light of the world. You step down into darkness. Uh, John 1, 1 in him was life. And that life was the light of the world and darkness couldn't overcome it. Right. Come on. So the the representation and you even talked about the branches of the lampstand. And I was reading a little bit um earlier and it talked about those branches being you know of course there's seven right we talked about the number of complete completeness a little bit but um seven being that number of completeness there's that that lampstand where there's three branches on each side it also talked about those of course we have the light which is that one in the middle and then you have those branches which represents us which represents um when it says that apart from Christ, we can do nothing, right? Mm. He's the vine, you know, we're, we're the, the branches, branches, right? And That's so good. that there's that representation. Um, so, so many things point back to Jesus. There's a little bit more. I get really geeked out because it talked about the way that when God described how it was supposed to be made. I remember I was saying this last week he was very specific yeah and he talked about how that lampstand was supposed to be made and so yes those branches represent almond branches and remember Mm. i think it was uh aaron's staff was the almond with the buds of the almond yeah right and so how that that candelabra comes up the 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 tips of it is supposed to kind of represent those uh, the the almond um kind of buds that comes out Mm -hmm. which is one of the first fruits to it blooms early in the season so Oh, it's kind of the first fruits it's the you know it has such a representation um and 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 that's kind of i don't want to say that was let me just rephrase this that's um really as god was describing to moses kind of what those representations are and as far as how it was supposed to be built um and so as i'm reading all this i'm like gosh god just put so much thought into everything and so much thought and all of it points back to Jesus. He is the light. Um, the spirit that rests upon him, the Holy Spirit, those that he sent to us, right? Yeah. Um, so that same spirit can rest upon us. Amen. And we can be led by it, right? We can um, walk in it if we submit ourselves and, and understand that he is the light, right? That he is the vine. We are the branches. Um, so this is, uh, okay. I get, uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. I just loved the study of it all. Um, and, but I think of, you know, for some of us, it's like, okay, Lord, we believe you. But there, there are believers or unbelievers that need like proof after proof after proof. And I feel like a study of their tabernacle would be a great place for those skeptics to start. Because like you said, everything points and confirms uh, what the prophet said or, or what the new Testament um, does. And it all comes full circle. And there's this big fancy word about the Bible proving itself or being, mm, I'll have to get back. To oh, I, I, I know what you're talking about. But I can't call it. Yep, yep. And, and I just love how that is, he knows that some people are going to need that. And it's OK, because if you care enough to study, you'll find it. You know, if, if you sit back and you're like, oh, it can't be true and whatever, then 
No, I don't think. But the script, we can um, confirm scripture with scripture. Yeah. So just for example, how in um, Isaiah 11, 2, he's telling us he's, uh, the foretelling of Jesus, the Messiah coming, right? He also um, is one of the only prophet, prophets that really references the Holy Spirit. He references not just in 11, 2, but he references it about four times completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so telling for the and the prophets were foretelling i think jeremiah there was something in jeremiah he there he god designed it that yes you have the old testament and you have the new testament but they are they're inseparable yeah and and i and we have to look at that and sometimes people say oh but that's the old covenant that's the old testament don't dismiss that because it all points to christ amen and to get that better understanding, to understand, number one, who we are, who God is, and why we need God, first of all, and where we are in, again, our sin condition, right? Yeah. And then how God brought us back together. Wow. And, and so we have to understand the, the history that's in the Old Testament, the laws that were in the Old Testament, and that's why Exodus and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, all of those are so important to really show us, even, you know, Genesis, I don't want to leave out Genesis and Numbers, um, that that Pentateuch, that is so important because it really shares with us um, the history of uh, of man and, and how we were yeah. first supposed to be, you know, walking in unity with God. And I won't say first, I'll say always. We were always supposed to be walking in unity with God, but yet because of the fall of man, we've gotten off course. And and God knew that the 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 old covenant, we would never be able to fill that because we can't. Nothing that we can do, not of any works lest any man should boast. There is nothing that we can do that can save ourselves. So this this covenant was not going to going to overall be sufficient. Yeah. So with the new covenant and Jesus fulfilling the new covenant, the five offerings that are in Leviticus that and I know we're off a little bit, but the five offerings in Leviticus, right, the burnt, the grain, the sin, um, those offerings all represent if you read, you know, Leviticus and it talks about those, it all represents the Lamb of God and that perfect sacrifice and what he did in order to not only. Um, cleanse us again we go back to the labor water right one mm-hmm. offering cleanse right one offering then allowed us to become be in the presence of God mm-hmm. right I think it was the 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 burnt and the sin right um, one offering said okay this is my offering so that I can confess my sin and that I can be made right that shedding of blood right and then the other offering was to now I'm able to come in the presence of God what Jesus did that full he took all of those offerings and he represented all of them so we are right with God we're back in right standing with God and not only has he atoned for our sins has he paid the price for our sins but now we can come back into the presence of God because it wasn't just about um, uh, uh, confessing the sin. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about um, acknowledging the sin. I'm, I'm unclean God. Right. This, 
this blood covers, cleanses, right? Amen. What can wash away our sins, right? Nothing but the blood. Sing J. Sing K. Sing K. Right? Nothing can make us whole again. Amen. Amen. So, but then after the washing of the blood, then what else Jesus did allows us to come back into the presence of God. All that he did, excuse me, allows us to come back into the presence of God. And that's what, that's why just to be able to, I know people say, oh, the, 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 the old, old um, Testament is very long. It's those books are very hard to read, but it's who you are. Yeah. If you read those books, it's talking about you. Yeah. It's talking about us. It's That's telling us who we are. It's telling us who God is. It's telling us who Jesus is. Because he's he's mentioned in Genesis, right? Yes. The spirit of God is mentioned in Genesis. Mm. Okay. All right. I know that. I, I love that because we're talking about a structure that is like cubits long, but from one step to another, even though you're just walking from like one stand to another, I mean, what you just so eloquently described, you're not just moving from stand to stand, you're basically doing like there's purpose. Yeah, it's like purpose. Th- th- this is the plan that God from the foundation of the world laid out. So you're like walking through history almost. It's it's like you're you're walking through God's intentional plan of how to bring you back to him. So, yeah, you're you're in what appears to be a a, a shrouded <laughs> man-made thing but spiritually you are traversing these steps and these positions that you could only access through the blood of Jesus and that's like when we're sitting in church we our our eyes see physical buildings and and we think we're just sitting there singing songs and giving offerings because that's what tradition has taught us to do or that's what mama expects us to do but no when you're engaged in, in, in worship, when you are presenting your body as your reasonable uh, service, you are engaged in the spirit, in the spirit realm, and you're accessing places that, it, it leaves me speechless, Stephanie. Well, again, it goes back to um, Ephesians 6, and it tells us that we were not, it's 610. We were not against flesh and blood, right? But against those things that are in heavenly places. Yes. Um, we're see- Jesus is seated in heavenly places. We're seated in heavenly places. Things are going on in heavenly places. We have power in heavenly places, but we can't access that power if we don't really yet understand, again, um, who we are and understand that spiritual war that's going on around us. Because just because we felt like, Oh, we had a great day today. Doesn't mean that the enemy is not mm-hmm. plotting. That's right. Doesn't mean that he can't necessarily, he can, well, excuse me, not even necessarily. He can't pluck us out of uh, the hand of Jesus. However, he can, he can frustrate us, right? Yeah. He can make us doubt. He can make us fear or, 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 or influence us to do those things 
And if we don't stand and uh, and and as the scripture says, it tells us to stand. If we don't really put on the armor of God, if we don't understand the power that we possess and how do we unlock that power through prayer. So for Jesus to have done all these things to have gone for God to have gone to so much trouble to have a relationship with us and then we won't even talk to him. Come on. We won't even acknowledge him. The fear of the Lord, right? That oneness, that 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 um, just worship of him, that acknowledging him in everything. Though, if we won't even do, it, it, it's really, it, man, it's like you know your mom buying you, and I think I've said this before. You know, we buy the kids the the, the nice shiny bike, and they want to just go play with a stick or um, a pot in a pan. You know, we have such a gift um, that we did not have, and even as the, we talk about the tabernacle, we as Gentiles, we as common people, did not have access to this. But because of Jesus, we now have access. We now can ask to, to, to be forgiven and be cleansed and and go, you know, into the go to the altar, go to the throne of grace and, and talk to God. And it's I, I agree. And the right, fact I'm that speechless. he could do this without isolating the Jews, because as we talk about how. Um, the scripture you shared about the law not being um, abolished but fulfilled, mm-hmm. I think about it. It's really like he extends this beautiful olive branch to the Jews because everything that we are learning as Gentiles, they have grown up, you know, mm-hmm. observing and respecting. And to see these traditions come alive in Jesus. I I mean, I get that they the the, the Pharisees they're thinking about, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my position. Position, my mm-hmm. job and oh what I'm losing. But if they had only taken a moment <laughs> and I, I'm not gonna point fingers because Lord knows as Gentiles we've got our own issues. <laughs> but I, I just keep thinking about, man, if I had been a child and had heard from when I was, you know, knee high to a grasshopper that there would be this man who would come and the the, the government would be upon his mm-hmm, shoulders mm-hmm. and and he would ride into town on a donkey that no one's ever rode and that you know people would be saying Hosanna Hosanna you know and 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 finally there comes this 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 sign that you know here here he is the one what would my response be and and I think it's it's cool to to imagine that because it's like a temperature check for our faith, for for our, our prayer life, and for um, just our daily walk with God. That hey, you know He is come and He is coming back, and I I need to constantly take the temperature um, of 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 my expectant of my expectancy uh, of that day and and what am I doing um, as I await that day am I sitting back or am I sitting on the edge of my seat am I twiddling my thumbs or am I trying to be you know his hands and feet um, and that that's just a self reflection question there you go <laughs> and I have to I have to wonder when I think about um, like you said you know being 
when they growing up in uh, the Jewish religion, you know, they have they study, they have to learn those first five books of the Bible. And I think about the fact that God or Jesus chose um, Paul Mm -hmm. to um, go to the Gentiles to preach to the Gentiles. Um, you, You took someone like you said the the advantage that the Jewish uh, people had is that they understood and knew the law, and really that was they were they were so consumed with trying to live by it by their own works and trying mm-hmm. to uphold a perfection that they could not uphold. They didn't even understand the provision that God Come had on. done for them. Yeah, and then to take someone who was trying to uphold that perfection, who was trying to who lived by the law to understand, to take them and then give them give him to the Gentile um Gentile people to be able to help them to see and to bridge those two cultures together, to bridge those two um, worlds together, so to speak. When you think about, you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament, here you have Paul in the middle of that, who very much thinks he is a part of the, you know, the Jewish culture and, and represents the law, the Old Testament. And here he is coming to the Gentiles and preaching how that old and that new comes together and how it is all one plan, one God. Um, but yes, Jesus is the only way to him, Amen. the only way to that, that glorification and where in the end where we will uh, be glorified in God and there won't be any presence of sin. And so there won't be that imperfection. So um, God does not do anything by chance. And that's why when I think about how really working to understand how he, what role he plays in my life and what he's purposed me to do, understanding that nothing is haphazard. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is uh, wasted. We've talked about this before. So if I can just encourage anybody and, and I'm encouraging myself as I, as I speak this, um, get to know him and when things are happening in 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 our daily lives talk to him about it good bad indifferent whatever it is acknowledge him talk to him really work to strengthen that relationship with him invite him into your life we call him our heavenly father and i think sometimes we 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 say yes i accept him as our lord and savior we don't even understand really the savior part. I used to say we accept him as our savior, but not our Lord. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we don't even understand um, what it means for him to be our savior. Mm -hmm. We don't even, we haven't quite grasped that part. And so that's why we can't understand the enormity of why he is our Lord. We are bought with a price. Why he is without him. We are nothing apart from him. We can do nothing. Um, We are to be led by the the spirit we are to walk in the spirit um so i we i I just i encourage get to know your father yes lord and i'll i'll stop there (laughs) hey you heard it from stephanie first get to know him while you still can.
Because when night comes, no man can work. No man can work. I don't know what the title of this is going to be. I think um, David will probably ask us what we're going to title this. And just for you listeners out there, title it what you want. I don't know. But to God be the glory. Just another opportunity to spend time with him, spend time in his word, to understand who he is, to understand all the things that he did um, and the specifics of what he did in order to bring us to him and keep us in relation, bring us back in relation with him and all the things he's wanting for us to be in relationship with him. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Kay and I certainly um, had a good time as we, we dove in. I know sometimes we start one place and in another, but really we are just trying to follow the Holy spirit and be led by the Holy spirit. And, and we pray that you are blessed by it. Amen. Amen. With that, I will uh, just send a word of prayer up to our Heavenly Father, and we will see you guys next week. Heavenly Father, we do so thank you. Uh, you are just so amazing to us, and, and thank you that you did all of this for us. Thank you, Lord, that you just you wanted to have that relationship with us. You loved us so much, Father God, and we so thank you. Lord, we just pray and ask for your the spirit that your spirit would rest upon us oh god lord that it would empower us oh god lord that it the the, the spirit of wisdom knowledge counsel understanding the fear of you oh god that awe that oneness that the, the awesomeness of you oh god lord we love you and we thank you for all that you're doing and not let us not forget your might father god lord we thank you so much and, and your word tells us not by might not by power but by your spirit oh god so lord let us walk in the spirit let us be led by the yes. spirit forgive us father when there have been times that we were prideful and we wanted to do it on our own and we tried and we made a mess father god forgive us of those times when yes. we were stubborn disobedient rebellious Father, you name it, we've done it. And so we just pray and ask that you forgive us, Father. Forgive the idolatry, Father God. Forgive when we have not been like your son. We know that you are going to finish your good work as you shape us into the likeness of your son, Father God. We know that you called us and you predestined us, oh God. Lord, and we say thank you. Thanks. We thank you because we know that all things work, Father, for the good of those who love you, Father. And you said that we were who are called according to your purpose. So, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Lord, we just pray and ask even now as we go into uh, the week of uh, Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday and, and we come together for the first time. We pray for covering, oh God. We pray, Father, that we spend this time acknowledging your son and what he did for us and acknowledging your plan, Father God. Lord, we, th we pray and ask that this there would be a uh, submission, Father God, that we would really and truly accept him as our Lord and Savior and not just claim it in word, but do it, it claim it in, in our hearts and in deed and, and, and really accept him and submit, Father God. So, Lord, we just say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Lord, we just lift you up. We thank you for our new Philadelphia family, oh God. I thank you for my sister Kay. Lord, we love you. We lift you up. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the women's ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.